Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Welcome back to a new episode of Audio Gyan. Uh, I have Samip Padora with us back on Audio Gyan, and uh, in the last part, uh, we discussed more like a philosophical aspect of context, architecture, uh, what has been his observations about uh, the urban India, and what is the process uh, to f- take not really find the soul, but more things around it. Uh, and this uh, episode is more towards a practical approach uh, where i would like to ask him few questions uh, about his work and the process which he tries and applies to his work so thank you samip for giving and welcome uh, for giving us your time and welcome back to audio again thanks so much love being here <laughs> yeah so i'll start off with the question directly so can you tell us like uh, like the broad areas of work you deal with and how does uh, your practice work uh, in, like in case of commissioned works also because it is very like i've just started following you and like looking at like bunch of other things which you have done so i want to just get a complete understanding sure uh, so we actually uh, now this is just uh, also hindsight that if i was to uh, look at the kind of practice that we operate in it's actually evolved in some sense from being just this uh, kind of practice which was commissioned so you have a client coming and uh, giving you a project to uh, broadly four modes of practice that we operate in currently one is of course this traditional mode of practice the second is um, a collaborative uh, model of practice where uh, many times when we are working through with in projects throughout india uh we work in contexts that we are not completely familiar with right so many times there is a uh, there is a local uh, knowledge system or a building uh, intelligence that has existed for a long time and its merits uh, are immense and and need to be kind of harnessed and maybe even uh, pushed forward so that they they also evolve so at this point what we end up doing is collaborating with uh, local uh, skill uh, or bringing even in people from outside who are able to take that skill and transform that into something that's beyond what it used to do so uh this is the collaborative model uh the third model is uh, the one of a collective where we uh, in the case of uh, you know bandra where i can kind of live and work uh, there are six other practices uh, who together with uh, we actually uh, run this little uh, organization called uh, bandra collective it's a not for profit uh, where we try and uh, do a pro bono consultancy for the bmc uh, for whatever public projects they actually uh, build within this uh, within bandra uh, to do this we also engage with local residents and uh, with the contractors who are building for the bmc so we are really uh, we really don't in some sense uh, have status because we're not hired by anybody in this entire thing uh, but we are uh, because we are residents we also in some sense stakeholders because of that and because we're engaging with these multiple actors who are involved in these the construction of these projects we actually uh, are able to uh, create a small make a small difference um and the idea of the collective here is the fact that uh, you know as individuals many times we don't find either the time nor the um let's say capacities to engage with projects like this but as a collective we are able to uh, to kind of spread uh, that work around and we are able we are able mm-hmm. to kind of make some uh, difference like i said earlier and the last model of practice um 
which is also very important is uh, the the research you know what typically happened is when you uh, study architecture and you get out uh, you know from into the profession and you're you're making choices about how you want to work you think very often that uh, you know what you studied in college is no longer relevant in the real world right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a disconnect no so uh, however what we are trying to do through research is to look at how uh, pedagogy how research how uh, researching about certain aspects of urbanization about architecture can inform the practice so mm. what we are trying to do is actually build that link between uh, what would have been labeled as academic uh, and uh, what is labeled as practice mm-hmm. so uh, these four models of practice like i mentioned the you know the the typical architectural practice the uh, the collective the collaborative and uh, the research practice uh, don't necessarily op- operate in silos either they are constantly also informing each other uh, so you're one is informing the other so you're learning from uh, mm. uh, you know one of the other model of the practice they're so, not uh, also independently running uh, as in like they could run be they could be running independently absolutely well. yeah, absolutely yeah. they all run independently as well as they inform each other so mm. there is a fair amount of synergy between the mm. the kind of aspirations of each model of practice mm. just one on the fly question yeah. about uh, the collective how do you guys get notified and how do you guys then intervene so that it's not too late also because typically uh, information to you might reach after the tender is passed or after something is already done right so how does that work so i think what also happens is because of the fact that we are uh, local residents in uh, in this area we also have a sense of what's getting what's being done so we find one day that uh, the uh, you know but the koi khabri rehta hai andar no nahi unfortunately we don't have that we should actually but <laughs> we haven't cultivated those networks as yet mm-hmm. but uh, what it tends to happen is that we see something or some other resident sees something and says our boss this is happening here did you, did you know about it and stuff like that. and word gets around and then we start finding out more and then we realize this is happening and many times what's happened is uh, most of the time it's always late hmm. it's never we are never involved in time for hmm. any project uh, tenders have been passed you know jobs have been given without design sometimes so hmm. uh, the contractors have already been given a contract but they've not uh, you know bid on a design there's no design hmm. so it becomes um, in some sense then a kind of uh, you always have to fight for every every inch right so you have to because if you want to make a change that will add a little bit of value to a particular uh, design uh, the contractor will say about no oh, i have not kind of you know <laughs> bid for this i had not accounted for this or whatever so we figure out thoda matlab to talk a little bit to the residents talk to the local officer and talk to uh, the contractor and you know slowly try and see how we can always make these adjustments to you know make public spaces better Mm-hmm. uh then uh, what they typically are so it's a it's you know like i'm saying we make a lot of mistakes along the way but uh you know there's at least about a 15% uh, betterment I mean, that's that's also kind of comforting to know <laughs> mm-hmm. actually that naturally goes into my next question so can you share any particular case study of yours where you dealt with this um like anything in the bandra collective which has fortunately happened nicely and then the impact was nice so nice of course is a relative term uh, but <laughs> <laughs> to give you an example there was one uh, at least 10 people were happy types <laughs> yeah, no I, yeah it's it's impossible to make everybody happy of course but yeah. uh, for instance there was the the bmc had passed a resolution where they had taken back parks from uh, the kind of patronage of other local bodies who were maintaining them and uh, one such park they had actually also received a mandate saying that you have to uh, make a job track you have to make uh Uh, a long jump a pit you have to, yeah yeah it's it's, it's strange uh, mm-hmm. so they had these various kind of programs that they had to arrange but what was really interesting is that uh, 
rather than you know put a let's say a cricket field in the middle and uh, then put a jogging track around it what they did was they made like one part of the field a jogging track so like in 50 oh, meters you have to keep running around so eventually if you run two rounds you have to throw up after some time you know it was mm-hmm. like that so it was just you know very simple things there's not nothing which you would even kind of think that is this is design is it basically planning mm-hmm. so just kind of yeah, improving the planning of that was uh, was a huge uh, kind of improvement so mm-hmm. so it's just you know very very tiny things like this and you know what happens is that the bmc is giving out the contract to a developer to a contractor who is then getting the drawing done from you know a draftsman or somebody who and he tells them acha ye yahan dal dena ye yahan dal dena that guy just puts it so it's not really being thought through as well mm-hmm. so and that was one case where we were able to make uh, you know a kind of substantial difference mm-hmm. because running on a 50 meter track uh, cannot be fun yeah. so i can imagine obviously with no disrespect to dtp but i think this is like architecture dtp <laughs> right you <laughs> yahan pe ye dal do yahan pe ye dal do idhar niche number likh do it's kind of like that yeah So maybe I want to understand uh, the other aspect, which I've just seen one visual and like read a very brief uh, write up about it, where they were like in in the oddly enough uh, thing also mm-hmm. there was a um, there was a picture where the two ladies were standing and oh yeah, on, yeah the library a, yeah the library thing right, right? so um, I want to understand what I've your observation with respect with respect to labor or uh, how do you leverage. the local resources and then build something which is uh, like transformative or maybe just improving their lives also so i'll give you three examples uh, from i mean three different projects rather one is where uh, we did we did this uh, temple uh, it was a shiva temple close to pune actually uh, in close to uh, a place called vadeshwar where we built the temple with local stone uh, the the villagers and the priest who was commissioning the temple uh, wanted to build it out of rcc and uh, they uh, so i when i asked them why are you building out of rcc you know you could build out of stone you have like stone which is available 5 minutes from where that site is uh so they said that we don't know how to build out, out of stone because it's a tradition that obviously forgotten Uh, so what we did was we worked with the villagers to actually uh, help construct the entire building so where uh, we were able to uh, show them techniques to build with the stone and the temple was uh, built by the villagers through shramdan so mm-hmm. we were able to build a stone temple with local material so rcc was no longer used and uh, the, they were extremely happy with what was built because it was built like an old temple w- would have been uh, so they compared it to bhima shankar and you know the fact that that's built out of stone is also built out of stone so it, create a immense value of pride they were able to build it themselves so the kind of bonding between uh, you know the 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 project and uh, the temple and the the people who built it was was much more we built um, an amphitheater in that as well which was built by again the the villagers themselves so it became a social space as well so the space was no longer just religious it was also a, a space cultural where space, it could yeah. become cultural uh in in another case uh, uh, we, sorry and where did you bring that uh, expertise from because even but that is uh, i mean that's something that we as architects already oh, are, okay, are okay. taught in college or even mm-hmm. if you're not we have access to way of you know kind of figuring out how that could be mm-hmm. done it's, it's not right to here because i typically is the other way around right the, the villagers know how to build stuff yeah, and yeah. Uh, probably the architects study right. economically just no theoretical absolutely thing. no it's completely true uh, in another case uh, we this jetwan project that i was mentioning we actually uh, wanted to now this is again uh, you know the kind of folly in some sense of the architect maybe wanted to uh, build out of rammed earth because we thought that the the mud there looked good for construction which after testing we found it was not uh, in fact you had to mix a lot of uh, cement in the in the mud to to actually build it out of mud if you had to uh, which wasn't the point then so what we found however was that um, 
close by there was a, a stone quarry where they were making the where they had stone dust being generated as waste uh, so we actually uh, then built those walls out of rammed stone dust uh, we could do that only because we actually got hunarshala which is this group based out of bhuj uh, uh, to help us evolve their material test it and then finally build with that mm-hmm. uh, what that has done uh, you know in a, in some sense has now created a new material for that area to be actually uh, seen as a construction possibility where typically the default would have been go to you know build out of cement mm. so this uh, I, i think is a capacity that uh, that one has if if you're able to kind of create the right you know kind of linkages the right connections and uh, see that you know what is typically what has traditionally been seen as waste need not be i mean you see the kind of potential in that mm-hmm. or now that the library that you spoke of which is uh, it's 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 actually interesting because uh, it's built in again rural maharashtra like i said uh, it's built with a material that is available in uh, that area or around that area uh, but it's built by using a construction technique that comes from 16th century spain it's built using construction details that come from um, 1960s details evolved by a uruguayan structural engineer uh, it's built using a software that helps us calculate the the strength of the structure made in uh, zurich at the eth today so to build locally what we've actually done is kind of fed into this network of knowledge that runs globally uh, mm-hmm. to in some sense create a richer uh, a local uh, project oh. now um, what it does in some sense for me also is it challenges the binaries of what global and local are i mean you know we've again always seen these as being opposing but that not need be need not be the case because now there is a point where uh, these uh, adjacencies allow for a certain amount of uh, richening of that local context just by the kind of knowledge networks that we are plugged into mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i think these three projects in some sense kind of exemplify the wow wow uh, yeah beautiful and uh, like in this case uh, where you experimented with stone dust like how does uh, or how does your practice allow this good amount of time in the research because in this competitive and like fast paced world right people wanted yesterday and so how do you how do you manage to uh, put in the right amount of effort in the research part of it so one thing is also um, it's this is also in something embedded in the way that we actually work in the studio uh, where while we commit to a certain structural framework by structural framework i mean maybe a kind of strategic idea for the project uh, we are still very open to adjustments that we have to make to take in various feedback from other agencies um we when we are working uh, it's not like i d- draw sketch and that becomes a project uh, it's never the case in fact it's always that uh, everybody who works on the project whether a trainee uh, whether a senior architect or junior architect we are always working uh, together and what survives towards the end as the project is the one that's uh, that's been critiqued the most the one that's kind of uh, shared the most baggage and it really kind of is almost uh, the most kind of evolved version of what the project needs to be it's not really about an idea that came from me it need not be mm-hmm. uh, and no but i'm what i'm referring to is the, the time i'll come to that yeah, yeah. so uh, what happens is uh, you know once you have a structure that is loose enough to take input 
hmm. not just at the design process but also at the construction process you're able to take these influences and make those adjustments so while uh, the life of a project uh, goes from let's say uh, month 1 to month 12 uh, there are various points where certain inputs or certain contaminations of that project could happen in the process while let's say you're doing the foundations and you've already thought about the brick wall and you've done a mock up but you understand that the mock up of the brick wall could also do something more dependent on what the mason has told you or what hunashala would have told us and that while we are doing the foundations we have now almost started kind of adjusting the brick wall to to respond to these inputs so even while mm-hmm. the construction phase is on i mean it's not easy to do but we are kind of uh, we managed to do it thus far mm-hmm. so it is there are possibilities for that to happen only because i think uh, you're divorcing yourself from the idea that the architect is the author what we are actually trying to do or what we've wow. been trying to do mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that we are really more like editors rather than being authors so that's really what we see our role as wow that's really brilliantly put because that's that's how things have been happening also right, right. like in the right. in the general space also people are finding the value of democratizing right. certain decisions right. as opposed to being a central authority and just absolutely yeah, yeah. wow okay so the last question for this uh, episode is um is a very cliche question but yeah i would because the kind of work you have done uh, what would be your like top 3 suggestions for the upcoming world of designers and architects especially of india uh, because you've seen the both spectrum right like and uh, yeah maybe like a budding designer in say pune mit or i don't know sept mein koi just first year ka student hai uh, possibly he is listening to this and what would be that thing or maybe top 3 things uh, to be pondered upon at least by because they'll be designing buildings and spaces of 2050 right so this is more like a future um, slash tip question sure uh, so i think i have three kind of points that i can touch upon again uh, i haven't thought this through really mm-hmm. but the first thing is um you have to question everything okay your ideas included your own ideas included well your own ideas most definitely mm-hmm. but question everything okay mm-hmm. uh the second uh question the second point would be to uh to hold on to your idealism you know what happens is very quickly once you kind of graduate out of college and you become start practicing idealism kind of gets out <laughs> very very quickly yeah hold on to your idealism but don't be naive so mm. that bri- that kind of uh, let's say that tight walk between being uh, ideal being idealistic and being naive you have to kind of figure out a path that allows you to mm. do both mm-hmm. and uh, lastly no but uh, sorry uh, in this like how do you stick to idealism because it's very very tough right right i right. mean i've been following certain things and like people generally they start doing things because people are liking it and not because they want to do it right right which is a very thin line i'm trying to walk here with audio gan as well I'm right sure. there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like i can easily get hold of say tanmay bhat or like Correct. any any performing artist who's Absolutely. like in the limelight Absolutely. and uh, just improve my like uh, yeah. <laughs> listener no. base yeah yeah you're but, absolutely uh, right i don't uh, know yeah no but i i i think that if you're able to uh, to figure that at the end there is a certain amount of value created if it's hmm. not just about well that titillation that 
moment of entertainment which is important i'm not saying it's not hmm. uh, obviously the majority of <laughs> listeners would prefer that but uh, but if you see that there is some value created both for the audiences who are listening in and for yourself i think that's enough of a kind of rider mm-hmm. i don't think you have to figure anything more than that mm-hmm. if you see that there is value at the end of it that you you come out from I, i mean i'm just kind of telling you what i feel as well when we actually finish a project uh, i always tell people who i who are working for that i never know what the project is going to be when i when a client comes and tells me i should tell me what do you think what 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 are you going to do in this project i mean i said the entire process is actually going to be just to find that out because mm-hmm. i have no idea what it's going to wow. be right now and that's the process right that's wow. what that's what i enjoy doing to mm-hmm. find something and at the end of it when you find something and you say that boss i have learned something out of this it's not about the fact that i built this project it's not about the amount of fees that i have received it's the fact that i have learned something out of this project i think that's that's wow. the bottom line for me so uh, i think this these two points would probably uh, be and maybe also you know the third one would be you have yeah i think it's it kind of ties into the last point that i made about uh, finding value or learning something that uh, eventually the only teacher you're going to have is your own criticality if you don't look at whatever you do through uh, a critical lens your own critical lens you are never going to be able to change anything you know whatever everybody says today uh, how good you are how bad you are all of that is uh, is kind of uh, you know move it's moving it's kind of moving water it's going to be one opinion today another opinion tomorrow uh, but unless you yourself are convinced that uh, you know aha uh-huh, i've done something that uh, you know i've learned from something that i can now uh, that i made something you know just just, just a little bit better and you can go to sleep peacefully at night and think that you've done something worthwhile with your day i think that's enough wow wow yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like i would like to tell the listeners also i did one uh audio gan with uh, amrit gangar who's a film historian and a scholar and he said uh, films are good like they are entertainment but wo manoranjan nahi hona chahiye chitranjan bhi hona chahiye right so, so that true. is yeah that is That's one so line which i'm trying to live by yeah. and i think this one would be the second one where uh, it it clearly says that you don't know what is your like you don't put a label right. you just start right. and maybe then discover yeah. as yeah. opposed yeah. to yeah, yeah. wow interesting uh okay i think this is a good note to end this um, right. it was Great. wonderful talking to you and hopefully like uh, few listeners definitely get to i hope i don't scare this. away the listeners you already have <laughs> no, so <laughs> no no definitely not uh last is um, like how can people reach out to you any uh, projects which are upcoming you want to collaborate any any message you want to just give out well yeah i mean we're uh, working on our second how do you people how do people follow you obviously so uh, obviously instagram is uh, my my samipadora is uh, is my instagram handle but uh, my uh, email is uh, uh my my name at gmail.com so if somebody wants to kind of get in touch of course they're most welcome to do that uh, but also um it's uh, i think the new work that we are actually doing right now uh, the research on the interesting research projects is to actually look at building codes in bombay mm-hmm. how they evolved from uh, you know the time of the british until now and uh, how they start off being about uh, you know light and ventilation and health and now they've become about real estate and how can we change them back just slightly so that it again, it's again about health and life and not just about quantifying the amount of square footage that you actually have mm-hmm. that's an interesting research project that we're working on right now and uh, hopefully there'll be a book at the end of 
in a couple of months oh okay so you yeah. need people for that I well mean, yeah i mean if some just people want to come in and kind of look at uh, doing helping us with that research it'd be great yeah wow okay okay of course cool all great. the best thanks and so thank much. you thank you thanks thanks and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye hello it's been a great week on the ivm podcast network On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nutty Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/slash/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program. and hdfc mutual fund thanks guys without you this would not be possible do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3 blockchain nfts daos what are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet so many questions but don't worry we've got answers to all your questions Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.